0: Welcome to Death Row.
1: Like we always do about this time. (laughs) Ha
0: ha ha! I'm gonna fight your
1: fucking ass!
0: You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No, fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely
1: nobody. Hey, Pussy, are you still there? I'm back. (laughs) Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. Well, rich babies. I would like to introduce. Welcome to the MA4 Money Show, episode 11. Episode 11. Yes, that's one more than 10. I know I'm repeating that again. I know we talked about it last week, but this is big stuff. We got big, big news. We are finally. On iTunes. I was going to say back on iTunes, but that was the old show. This new show, the improved show, the better show. We are on iTunes finally, finally. Every episode, all the previous 10, this one will be as well. Please subscribe, send a review, listen to the old episodes if you want to, listen to the new one, and on and on in perpetuity. We're finally there, beyond pumped, but also searching on both iTunes and on Stitcher and any of those things, which we are on all of them. Make sure to type in the space MMA for Money Show as one word. Uh, it just comes up a lot faster that way. You'll see it. You'll see our our beautiful logo icon animation, just beautiful stuff going on. Uh, before we really go into the fights, I'm here with Mike Copenhaver, my co-host. Oh, before I forget, I actually have to say who I am. Uh, this is MMA State of Mind, Bob Boss, your favorite garbage man, all those wonderful things. I am here with. Don't Cope Just Win, Mike Copenhaver. How are you feeling, man? We're back on iTunes. We had a winning week. Everything's coming up us. How are you feeling?
0: I'm absolutely doing wonderful, man. I'm just happy to be here. Happy that we had a little positive weekend, even though uh, my pick didn't go as good as I wanted to. And uh, just absolutely uh, stoked that we're back on iTunes for the fans and Stitcher Spotify Podcast Addict, which is what I use personally. It, it means a lot to be back on there. It took a while for us to get there and uh, earn that uh, respect from iTunes. They don't just put any uh, schmuck up on the air. So uh, for Bob and I to be back on there, where it's just much appreciated and just a pat on our own shoulders. And our actually our producers, uh, Big J and Tippy, a big shout out to them for actually doing all the hard work and getting us up on 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 there. So for you fans, please go rate, review, and subscribe, and uh, just show us some love.
1: Yeah, me personally, I use iTunes more often than not because I listen to audio. I consume a lot of audio in a given day. I'm one of those people that listens at two times speed and just, you might notice by how fast I talk sometimes, but uh, I consume a lot of it. So this is great for me. Uh, But YouTube is not going away. Still subscribe to that. We're going to be doing some new interesting stuff with that, especially in the future as we bring video in and a few other aspects. There will be some great stuff going on there as well, giving you guys as much content basically as you can handle. Um, And hopefully you enjoy it and by all means love to hear your feedback to let us know what you like that we're doing and even what we don't, what you don't like that we're doing so we can get better and do more stuff. Now, we are going to review this, – this, this shows me a little bit different. Uh, and I say that because, as many people know, really most anybody listening to this podcast who is a UFC fan, you know we are going to be on break for three weeks. Not this show. We're going to try to give you as much as we can within those three weeks when everyone else is taking a break. But the UFC is now done until December 7th. That's right, until the Washington, D.C. card with Overeem versus Rosenstruck. But we still got some stuff for you. But the shows, like I said, are going to be a little bit different because, like, uh, for this fight, we're going to review Sao Paulo, which just happened. Enough interesting stuff happened on that card, even though some of it was a bit of a slog, but enough good stuff did happen for us to talk about. We do have some fight announcements to go into. We don't always go into them because there's a little bit fewer and far between, but we got some good ones for you this week. We are going to talk about uh, Bellator London 2, I believe is what they're calling it, Uh, Michael Page versus Giovanni Malello. Uh, we have we're talking, we're talking about the three fights that actually have odds for them, uh, but it's going to be a little bit more brief because obviously we don't have odds or information for even a lot of those fighters. But we are going to dive deep into reviewing Sao Paulo. There will be a little bit of that. It will be a little bit of a shorter show and we will look to uh, go over some good stuff with you guys next week. Me and Mike are still figuring out next week and even the week after that podcast uh, before we get fully back into December 7th and the next UFC fight card. But before I start going off on too many tangents, we're going to go right into UFC Sao Paulo review. Now, the first fight we're going to talk about uh, was fairly early on the card. It was uh, Tracy Cortez versus Vanessa Mello. Uh, I only actually caught about half this fight. Um, I enjoyed what I did see. It was one of the earlier fights. I was I did watch it. This is one of the few cards, not many of you know, I rarely get to watch uh, fight cards live. I usually watch them the next morning or uh, at absolute latest by Monday. But for once, I was actually about able to watch from start to finish. I mean, kind of a bad card to pick that for, but you know what? I still enjoyed it. So for this first fight that I don't have as much experience in, I'm going to throw it over to Mike. Mike, you... Felt really high on Teresa Cortez. Actually, I believe you also bet her. I'm pretty sure what you said. Uh, Can you talk to me about this fight and what you take away from it?
0: Yeah, this was actually a, a really good scrap. Uh, Vanessa Mello was a little bit uh, underrated. She came on short notice versus uh, Irena Aldana, which is a pretty decorated boxer from Mexico in the women's MMA and women's division. And so uh, she to take that fight short notice and the, to live through it, uh, she did a great job. And so I was a little hesitant to bet Cortez just uh, with the with the money line going to negative 220, but I, I really believed in her and her heart and her spirit. I know she lost a brother and her her mother, and so it was super emotional. I know Dana White had a thing for her, and you know how Dana White whenever he has like a special relationship with a, a girl fighter, you know via Ronda Rousey or um, yeah, Joanna and uh, a few others like when she he gets close I, I kind of like put a little asterisk there to, to remember to maybe bet on them so this was that situation I personally myself uh, not off the show I, I picked I picked her as a bet because uh, I trusted her but I don't like giving out too steep of uh, money line picks all the time so either way she uh, did a great job with striking and uh, was really diverse uh, Melo did a great job too and landed a uh, a lot of punches that, that could have uh, put down some other women, but Cortez just kept mustering through and uh, pushing past, and she just uh, was performed great. So it was awesome to see her do that, and uh, it was. We'll see her in the future.
1: And Mike makes a good point there. Typically, we try to give one bet per person. On each card. So I give out a pick, and Mike gives out a pick on bets that we're likely most confident in, or ones that have the best odds. Since Cortez was a little bit steeper, Mike didn't give that one out. Um, but you will see on either our Twitter accounts. Sometimes we share more, or if you're just curious if there's maybe some more action on a card that doesn't seem like there's a lot. Sometimes we do bet beyond that. Just the amount of money might be less. Or like Mike said, like that was a steep play. You don't necessarily want to give those out as picks because so many people have big reservations against betting big favor- big favorites, which is true. But if it's a confident play, sometimes it's still worth it. Um, now, going into the next, what we're going to talk about is Sergio was plus 170 versus James Krause minus 210. Uh, we actually had Marías as a pick. We were both surprised that he was that big of an underdog. And honestly, he showed what he should have been in this fight. He gassed terribly by the end of the first and Kraus got a third round TKO and they said KO, but it was TKO. I I want that amended to just buy TKO via exhaustion because really all it was, he never really knocked Marias out. Every time he hit him hard, Marias would just go down to get a breather because he was that spent and that exhausted. And it was getting embarrassing. Like He had one shining moment. One of the times he was backing up towards the cage, moving away sideways from James Krause. He landed an awesome spinning uh, back elbow that would have landed flush if it wasn't for Kraus's hand. But Krause still stood with it and just got the better of it as the fight went on and eventually got the quote-unquote KO in that fight Um, like I know this was a bet of yours but I agreed with it I bet it too just because like I I still think skill for skill Marais is the better fighter I guess apparently his gas tank doesn't exist anymore if he just dumped it out as he walked out to the cage but I don't know how you feeling about this fight I mean I know it was a a, a loss of a bet for us but I don't know I might make that bet again in the future Uh, but yeah Marais really crept the bed here. So uh by all means land them if you need to. Yeah, I just
0: want to apologize straight off the bat because uh, that was officially the worst bet and pick that I've ever ever laid down. I uh was absolutely disgusted with uh, what I saw. I mean, the first round went pretty decent uh in the sense of we got the takedown and went down to the ground and that's what I thought we we could do but it, it was so sloppy uh, his first a third degree I believe he is black belt first in his transitions to give up uh, that he he basically had the guy's back and he didn't he didn't sink in the hooks and it's just I, I don't I don't quite know what he was doing in that situation but he he seemed certainly gassed and mentally wanted out of there after towards the end of the first and once that you, I saw that, I, I just automatically just wish that I could take it back. And, you know, in this game, you can't. And, unfortunately, he just got took an L, and I wish that he would have got knocked out just fully unconscious. They called it a KO, but that wasn't a KO. He, he didn't see the stars. He didn't see the Lord the way he should have. I mean, the, every single one of his own country's fans were booing him. Imagine that. Like, all those Brazilians are always on the Brazilian side. This is one of the first times that I heard them booing their fighter. They're disgusted. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the in the alley one day, shot and killed or suicidal or so, something because he's it's disgusting what he represented for his country. And if that was anyone from our country or from anyone that I, my family members, I would be disgusted with that performance because it was it was just disrespectful to everything that he his family represents.
1: Now, Brazil that a Brazil fighter that redeemed himself not redeemed himself, I guess, redeemed Marais. Cause in one of the very next fights, Francisco Trinaldo gets the decision win over Bobby green. If you remember on the show, uh, leading into this one where we were going over it, both me and Mike were really high in Trinaldo. We thought he was going to win. I had mentioned that I was thinking about him for a bet and even going into the fight, Mike could attest to this, uh, before we recorded, I was really talking about that being my bet. I really wanted to do it. I actually never did End up betting it at all, which I'm a little disappointed of now, but obviously, everything in hindsight. Uh, you remember the ones that you were going to bet that won. You don't always remember the ones that you were going to bet that lost, but still, Tronaldo looked great. He is the ageless wonder. Uh, I can't tell you too many 40 or pushing 40 year olds that are still doing the dang thing at 155. So, kudos to Grandpa Tronaldo. And, Mike, how are you feeling about Francisco and I guess Bobby Green, the guy with so many of the skills, could who can never quite pull it off.
0: Yeah, that's that's just it. Uh, Bobby Green has so many skills and he's so talented, and yet he just lacked the urgency to stop showboating. Just shut the fuck up and and just swing. And if he would have just thrown a couple more combos and thrown a couple kicks every once in a while, he could have easily made that fight his. But um, he didn't, and I don't know what it was, but I I, I just Trinaldo's super impressive man for uh, like you said Grandpa Trinaldo, he he does his thing. He he comes in there, he throws for three rounds, he doesn't gas so so badly. He's super impressive, so I'm, I'm actually glad they gave him the win because Bobby Green didn't deserve it, and uh, I, I just hope I, I hope he goes out on a win. I hope he just should retire after that, but you know
1: Trinaldo. Now, this next fight, I didn't know as much about either fighter going in. I I really didn't. I made that clear on the show. Uh, Mike had a good take on it. I'll pass to him in a second. Wellington Terman, who was an underdog, plus 100, slight underdog, but underdog nonetheless, beat uh, Marcus Perez via decision. Most people who didn't know who Marcus Perez was knew who he was after the weigh-ins. He went full Joker makeup. Not the Joker movie Joker makeup, but Dark Knight Joker makeup, fine line, but he was there. Kudos to him, got a lot more notoriety for him on the fight. A lot of the people on Twitter were very much enjoying that, even if he couldn't quite pull off the win at the end. Now, if you go back to the previous show, Mike basically called this verbatim how it was going to go. So even though this one wasn't a bet, I want to give big kudos to Mike and I want to give him a chance to talk about this one. Cause he pretty much called this fight to a T. So Mike, by all means, if you need to gloat, gloat, or just talk about how good you think Terman is going forward. I'm, I'm beyond impressed with him. I, I'll be honest. I know enough about him going in, but I walk away with a smile after this one.
0: Yeah. Wellington Terman, man, he's super impressive for a guy. So young, uh, brown ball and uh, BJJ and uh, his striking is super aggressive and impressive no pun intended uh, I I just I, I can't say enough for the performance that he laid down it wasn't like he was fighting uh, some some schmuck I mean they were they were going toe-to-toe throwing big big bombs I mean any one of them could have uh, been knocked out in any round and uh, it just it came down to what exactly the edge that I saw and that Termin was younger, meaner, and leaner, and he, he actually showed that uh, in the round two and especially round three. When he saw who wanted it more and who bit down on their mouthpiece and came forward throwing big punches still, it was Termin. He was uh, determined to just, you know, win this fight, and he did that. So it was pretty impressive, and I just hope that we could uh, see little edges like this and pick them as our picks uh, as we go on, because so, uh, th- this was a good one.
1: And as far as our picks go, like I've said in the past, me and Mike are going to do our best to try to at very least pick every fight. I mean, though it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bet, but it's going to be a pick. So if you already have a leaning towards a fighter and you hear both of us or one of us who has a more compelling argument pick said fighter might push you over the edge to bet him, the more the merrier. The next fight, I'm just going to briefly mention and say the result because even after seeing the fight, I'm not too high on either guy either way. But Antonio Arroyo was minus 105 versus Andre um, Muniz, minus 115. Muniz got the decision. Uh, it was a little more one-sided than I think I even thought going in. Uh, I'm, again, not going to say much about this fight. This is too... Dana White Tuesday Contender Series, vets fighting each other, but have yet to fight a real UFC fighter yet so, I mean, they fought Moon is one, I would like to see him fight an actual UFC fighter, that's just kind of where I sit on it, Mike, do you have a particular take on this fight where you see either guy going or should we move on to more exciting fights
0: yeah, I took this opportunity to go and uh, attend the barbecue at this moment, so you can go to the next fight
1: That was honestly probably a smart idea. Um, But uh, the next fight is where all the electricity on the entire fight card happened. I'm talking all the electricity. Charles Dobronks Oliveira, yeah, was a big favorite. Uh, I think at the time of our recording last week, he was minus 355. I'm pretty sure by fight time, he was over minus 400 versus Jared Gordon. But that's not where we were. We very rarely give out props on this uh, podcast because honestly, props can steer you wrong in general. And in general, I would advise most everybody against betting props, except for when they are so close to a certainty that even the odds they have are off. And that was the case in this fight. Both me and Mike really, really like Bronx and we really, really liked him inside the distance. Um, in general, I would have borderline liked his sub, but he's gotten so good with his hands recently that inside the distance is well worth it. When we got it, it was minus 170. And now that that was our other bet on this card, we had uh, Dobronx inside the distance minus 170 to win two units. OK, so given that was our second bet on the card, we went one and one on UFC Sao Paulo. But given that this one was the bigger bet, that one and one is still plus one unit so that brings the total for the podcast to minus 1.75. And honestly, that's the thing that hurts the most about the fact that the next big fight doesn't happen for three weeks is because we're borderline going to be sitting here when we want to jump back and get you guys money. But you know what? I'm, we're happy with this win. The uh, Bronx wins via KO in round one. It was all him. Like He barely got touched. He styled on Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon, who took to Twitter to say that he... He was was praying and praying that he would be a big underdog so he could have his Rocky story, and he was by far the biggest underdog on it. He was relishing being the biggest underdog, but then Bronx treated him like the biggest underdog on the card. I guess initially, initial thoughts on the fight, Mike, and then I'm, I'm going to have a follow-up question, but I, I, I'm very interested in how you saw this fight going and just, I mean, Bronx's performance.
0: Yeah, uh, Du Bronx man, he's he's just more impressive each and every time. I usually am um, just waiting for him to go to the ground and uh, 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 lay in a submission, and I just uh, when he when he knocks someone out like Nick Lentz, and then this time uh, with his hands, and I, it's it's just super impressive. It's impressive any time you see a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner go in there and start uh, trusting and believing in their hands at uh, Pretty much the highest level. I um, I'm just stoked that we that you you especially picked this fight. I I know that one thing you don't do very often. Uh, Bob doesn't like to pick props, uh, so I'm super proud of you uh, for going out on a limb and, and picking a prop for once. It's uh, uh it's nice that you cashed it, especially because they don't you don't you pick them very often. So I'm stoked that the the show got it. Um, but what I am um, eyeing in the future is that Olivera yes he's knocked out Nick Lentz and yes he knocked out just Jared Flash Gordon and yes he's on like a five fight win streak and they're hyping him all up right now right well I think we need to calm down if you just go back and look at his last three losses before those five wins they're versus some of the the highest competition that he's faced so I'm looking forward to seeing who they match him up with because I know that Charles Duke Bronx. Is is he's he's awesome, but he is not the top of the hill awesome.
1: No, DeBronx has a very particular set of skills. Yes, his uh, striking is starting to come along as well, but I don't. He has been such a. I don't want to say flake because that's not the appropriate term. He's been such a front-runner that when things flip on its head on him, he quits. He absolutely does, regardless of what anyone says. And I'm a big Durbanx fan. Trust me. Trust me. I I bet a good amount of money on him. I trust this guy. I like this guy. But even going back to the, the delayed knockout versus Cub, the delayed body shot versus Cowboy. It's like the... Supposedly torn esophagus versus Max Holloway, where it turned out nothing was torn. Maybe just a stinger in the neck. I don't know. I really, really hope he's past that, only because, skill wise, like straight skill wise, not him giving up when things aren't going his way, but all around skill wise. He's dangerous for most anyone in the division. Just most people aren't as slick and as fast as he is transitioning in submissions on the ground. And he's finally got some really good shot placement. But I, don't, I, I, I just hope the, fl- the flake is gone. And Again, I don't like using the word flake, but nothing else is really coming to mind. But just strictly based off, we'll say the matchup. I'm not going like... If Let's throw the title out of there. Just say if this fight would just to happen. Three rounds, five rounds, doesn't matter. Strictly skill for skill. How would you feel about a Nurmagomedov versus Charles Dobronx fight? Given the fact that Dobronx is probably better on the feet than Nurmagomedov. And how sick Dobronx is on the ground and even off his back. I'm not saying it's a clear, oh Bronx would kill Demarco Medov, because I mean he Demarco has stifling top game, but just as a thought experiment, how would you see that fight going?
0: Oh man, I, that, it would be it would be awesome to see. I but I still the Khabib's uh, top pressure and uh, damage that he does would what I think fold uh, Charles Dubronx. But I, I mean, who? Do, what do I know, man? I'm just me. So I, I would just, I. Hopefully, we could maybe in the future get that. But uh, right now, I mean, I'm still waiting for that. Tony could be, or Tony versus could be because you and I have been waiting
1: for a long time, and that's what we deserve. No, absolutely, and it's actually funny because I would say, uh, Tony versus Oliveira. I would say Tony would tool him. Uh. He could just because i think his ground game is comparable with the wrestling and the scrambling ability and he's much better on the feet and just constant pressure i would think that Justin Gagey, given like just his chaos style of fighting and damage like i don't think Oliveira can handle that but for whatever reason just the like go-to of the ground game and everything with Mega Mega. for whatever reason that one's interesting to me but I do think those other two would just destroy him so I don't know it's just it's just a weird way my brain goes but okay in the co-main event of UFC Sao Paulo we had a split draw that's right Paul Gregg got Shogun Hua to a split draw uh, assuming because the first round was a 10-8 I didn't necessarily see it that way I actually saw if I thought it was a clear 29-28 for Shogun Hua uh, I guess I'm getting a little confused on how they're judging fights now. I was actually especially surprised it was the split draw, given that it was in Brazil and it was Shogun, and I thought it was fairly clear. Uh, Mike, how did you see this fight? And, I mean, going forward, would you want them to rebook this fight, or do you have another idea for either one of these fighters?
0: Uh, this was a very exciting fight. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would like them to rebook them. Especially in the sense of that Shogun is a legend and deserves almost any fight he wants, and if this this makes the fans happy, it makes Shogun it could make Shogun uh, more money if he wins like he should have this time. I I don't know I don't know really what the judges are doing, but I I thought Shogun won twenty nine twenty eight. I love Paul Craig too, uh, love me some Bear Jew, but I I just thought that Shogun just had a little bit more. Um, Uh, striking moments and just a little bit more damage. and I just, uh, you know, it is what it is, though. I'll take the draw. I wasn't too mad at it in the sense of that we could see another uh, fight in the future.
1: Now, I've heard people fall on pretty much every different side of that fight that you could think of. a, A similar fight, it being the main event, had similar situation happen. Jan Blachowicz won a split decision over Jack Ray Souza and me and Mike were talking a little bit before the show. I wanted to bet Blachowicz. We both did. We were fairly confident, and we actually thought he might be able to put Souza out, even though Souza was an, is an OG, and it was kind of hard to go against him. So we ultimately didn't. Um, watching the fight, seeing Souza have Jack, uh, Blachowicz against the cage the majority of it, even though Blachowicz was landing a little bit more. I thought Blockowitz won, but given it being in Brazil and given Jacare being in control more, uh, just being so used to judges weighing that so heavily, I was fully expecting them to raise Souza's hand. Then I heard a split decision. I was like, oh, OK, but it's still just, it's going to be Souza. when it was Blackowitz, I was actually fairly blown away that that is who they picked for all the previous reasons we listed um, obviously with that win he's not jumping over any main contenders at 205 but I mean he extends his winning streak and throws another middleweight legend onto his resume um where do you want to see jack gray go next I suppose and Jan blockwitz I mean he's up towards the top borderline in title contention but I guess he needs one more fight so wh- what would you in general, thoughts on the fight, who did you think won, and who would Blackwoods need to beat in his next fight to have a title fight? So, like, who would he have to beat to get said title fight?
0: Well, um, I, I I didn't like this fight. I, I don't know if it was just me, but I was pretty bored of um, almost the entire fight of all five rounds. I, if, I don't it helps, if it helps, it wasn't just you. Yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, I I I just it, it was it was boring, man. So I I I thought Jan edged it. Um, in in Brazil, I thought that it was going to Souza. I have no clue how it didn't, but I mean that it, it is what it is. So, but um, I think because Souza's already had uh, so many losses, and there's not much more he could do with them, they definitely were like, oh, we'll keep this on Jan's side. But in the future, who does Jan need the beat? Oh man, uh, Corey Anderson. Uh, I'd like to see him beat Corey Anderson to earn that title shot for me. Uh, I believe that's the right weight class. It could be off, but it, I'm sure it is. Um, but uh, other than that, that's that's all I have my, I have my take on it.
1: I agree. I could see a Corey Anderson Blackowitz number one contender fight be super industry. Yeah. Uh, in interesting obviously i mean given their styles it might not be the most uh, aesthetically pleasing fight but i mean i guess you wouldn't be able to deny the number one contender at the end of it well that was ufc sao paulo uh, we're gonna go into a few uh fight announcements that have well either been made or been alluded to uh the first one being uh ilir latifi my man the horse lord the sledgehammer the bricklayer Any number of Mr. Fire Hydrant Body, Mr. Like pretty much any uh, euphemism you could use. He's about to get to even more extreme levels of uh, Fire Hydrant Body, honestly. Uh, Moving up to heavyweight and going to fight Black Beast. I mean, this is not 100% confirmed, but they're working on this fight. I mean, Black Beast has some crazy power, and Latifi has knocked out a few times in his most recent fights, and. He is going to be a very, very short heavyweight going against a very, very big heavyweight. I don't. It's of the heavyweight fights. The Black Beast is probably the one that I want the least, other than maybe um, uh, The another possible fight, all but a done deal. I would assume John Jones is fighting Dominic Reyes at UFC 247. Um, quick pick on that fight. I like Jones even if he's a little bit more defensive as he has been, I mean, that gives Reyes more opportunity. So people could make judgments that it looks closer than it is just because Reyes is doing better than they think he would be doing. But obviously I, I still think Jones is going to beat anybody at two Oh five and we don't have to worry about anything else until heavyweight. Uh, Frankie Edgar has been announced to fight Corey Sanhagen at his bantamweight debut. I personally don't like this fight for Frankie. I really like Sandhagen. I'm a little bit later on the boat, but I think he is the closest matchup at bantamweight for Frankie as Max Holloway was at 45, and that didn't go so well for him, so I don't necessarily so like this one for him. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about uh, Latifi Black Beast, Jones Reyes, or Frankie Edgar Corey Sanhagen?
0: Yeah, I don't know what Latifi did wrong to get the Black Beast, but rest in peace, man, because uh, with the heavy hands that he has, uh, Derek Lewis is going to knock him into another universe. Uh, it's, it's not going to be a good night in that matchup. Um, John Jones versus Reyes, uh, I was expecting this uh, to come. I was either Walker or Reyes that I thought was going to sneak through, and it turned out to be Reyes after Walker got beat up by uh, Corey Anderson. So uh, John Jones is going to do John Jones things. He's going to run through Reyes, and then he can run through Corey Anderson, and then he can just run for mayor after that. And uh, the next uh, matchup is probably the worst matchup of all of them. I love uh, Frankie Edgar. He's a good friend of Jay from the podcast, our uh, big boss man who runs mma Their families are good friends in New Jersey. They've been through a lot together uh, through the cancer wing over there. So uh, rest in peace to Mr. Edgar and uh, his pops. But I don't understand why they're giving them uh, Corey Sandhagen. He's literally, like uh, like you said, Max Holloway of the 135 fused with Dominic Cruz. So it, it's – I don't know, man. I don't like this one at all.
1: Now, like we said before, the next uh, UFC card is until December 7th. So we got quite a while before that one. There was a Bellator fight this weekend – uh, we're just going to give a little brief info on there and some quick picks. So this is a Bellator London 2. Uh, they only have odds for three fights. So those are the three fights we're going to talk about. The first one is Soren, the true Viking Bach. is minus 190. He is a cage warriors veteran. He has a win over Patty Pimblet, who's their big guy over there. This will be his Bellator debut, not Patty Pimblet, but Soren, the true Viking Bach. Um, he's fighting against Terry Brazier. Don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but that's how I choose to pronounce it. Damn it. Uh, his nickname is the dominator. Cause you need a nickname like that. Given his last name, uh, his last fight, he won by Keylock. Uh, he is one and one in Bellator. And if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Bach. I do like him. I've seen a few of his fights before, but obviously don't know enough to make a bet. Mike, how do you feel about this fight? Quick pick, or if you have any information about either fighter,
0: No, I don't know much about either of them, uh, but I'll take the true Viking.
1: Definitely. Got the better nickname. Got to go with him. (laughs) Uh, And in general, the better fighter. Fabian Edwards, he's a minus 335 favorite versus Mike Shipman, who's plus 245. Edwards is an undefeated middleweight, 8-0, 3-0 in Bellator. Shipman is 4-1 in Bellator, um, 13-2 overall. He's never gone to decision. Uh, his only loss in Bellator is Castillo van Steenis, the Dutch middleweight that both me and Mike were pretty high on that went to decision with John Salter in, uh, one of the more recent Bellator fight cards it was either the last one or the one before that. Uh, I think in this fight, I'm going to go with Edwards. Uh, obviously, yes, picking the favorite, but in general, seems like the better fighter. Uh, Mike, where do you land on this fight and any further info on any of these guys?
0: Yeah, well, Fabian Edwards is uh, the younger brother of Leon Rocky Edwards, a UFC fighter who's uh, famous for running his mouth to George Masvidal and uh, more famous for getting the three-piece in the soda on his face. So I don't know what he's more famous for, fighting or for uh, getting pieced up by Georgie, but you know we're big George Masvidal fans. But either way, back to Edwards, he's still a great fighter, and I'm sure his little brother is going to be just as good, if not even meaner. After learning some lessons from his big bro, so I expect uh, Fabian Edwards to come in here and uh, do his thing with Shipman, but it shouldn't be the. I don't think it should be too too easy. I think it it possibly be a, a decision.
1: In the main event of this fight card, obviously one of the main reasons they're probably going to London, Michael Venom-Page. He is a minus 1050. You heard that right. A minus 1050 favorite over Giovanni Malello, who's plus 550. Michael Venom-Page is coming off flying knee KO, bouncing back after uh, losing his first professional loss to Bellator, uber welterweight, Douglas Lima. You know how much we love. Douglas and how much money he makes us. Um, Giovanni is coming off the biggest win of his career. Giovanni, the welterweight, uh, beat Will Chope. Now, if you remember Will Chope, way back when, he had one fight in the UFC. And it was against Max Holloway in 2014. And he lost via TKO. So um, I'm going to say Michael Venom Page wins by uh, jumping roundhouse kick KO. Because why not? Mike, obviously the pick is going to be Michael Venom page but I guess how do you see him finishing this fight?
0: Uh, I'm hoping something spectacular, but uh, because that's what everyone's going to be betting, the under, the knockout, all these other things, I'm going to say the some kind of s- submission, uh, oddly, uh, but it obviously could be a knockout.
1: Let's go crazy, man. He's going to get a key lock. It's going to be awesome. Score or like... No, he's now he's getting Americana. He's gonna throw one of those in his repertoire. It's gonna be awesome. Um, all adjusting aside, he's likely should win. Um, if you can't tell by how we're treating the Bellator card, we do not have a bet on said Bellator card. So sorry, there's gonna be no bet going into this weekend, and there's gonna a break from the UFC. But here's hoping we could find more opportunities for you guys then, and obviously gives us more time to do research on the upcoming UFC cards. Uh, please. Please, please do all the wonderful subscribing and rating and reviewing on iTunes, on YouTube, on Stitcher, on Podcast Addict, on any of the platforms we're on. We would very, very much appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter. We would love to talk anytime. I'm at M.A. State of Mind. And Mike is Don't Cope, Just Win. So hit us up on there. Thank you for listening to the show. And Mike, do you have a send-off for the people?
0: No, I just appreciate you guys all. Just please go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, whatever it is that you go listen to, and please subscribe, uh, rate, review for us, and uh, join us on our journey to make you guys some money. And let's get it going.
1: Yeah, it's like MMA Twitter great again, you guys. Sorry, I had to throw that in there because that fight's coming up. And we have hot takes on that fight as well. So enjoy this, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you.